0: Next on BYU Sports Nation, the current state of BYU basketball. More injuries and the sustainability of a four-guard lineup. BYU senior forward Nate Austin will join us in studio to discuss the evolving role of the BYU big man. And when he'll return. Plus, what's the chance BYU wins 25 games this season? Why is that even the
1: magic number to get in the tournament? Choo-choo! Let's go! This is BYU Sports Nation. Brought to you by the BYU Store. Simulcast on BYU TV and BYU Radio. Now, from Studio B, here's Spencer Linton and Jerem
0: Jordan. BYU Sports Nation live in Radio Vision. Presented by the BYU Store, your home for authentic BYU products. It is Wednesday, January 14th, wherever and however you're dialed in. Great to have you with us. You said choo-choo. That was awesome. That I did. And with such (laughs) gusto... (laughs) <laughs> it was way better than that. That was the
2: Rob Morris freight train whistle. Give us the real one.
0: <laughs>
2: no, okay.
0: come on. Yeah,
2: Spencer Linton coming down the tracks. Yeah,
0: my name is Spencer Linton, teamed up with protein shake taste tester, Jerem Jordan.
2: Not true. I don't visit GMC in the mall very often.
0: <laughs> Muscle milk represent.
2: Do I look like I take protein supplements? No. I don't know, do you? Story, quick story. So Saturday, I go to the uh, shoot-around for Brigham Young University men's basketball at the BYU University. And I'm on the court. Uh, Dave McCann and I are there prepping for Saturday's game against LMU. I had quickly grabbed something deep from a local fast-food restaurant who uh, named McDonald's. Okay. And I was eating that courtside. Chase Fisher, who's given us a lot of information related to weight gains and whatnot. Macronutrients. Macronutrients, micronutrients, whatever yeah, speaking those of mean. Protein shakes. Yeah, exactly. Uh, he's, he sees me and he goes, Jerem, you're better than this man. <laughs> you're better than this. I go, I'm not better than this, actually. Comes back around and it's like, I can't believe you. I thought I knew who you were. These like, fries you don't are delicious. You don't know my diet,
0: and it's terrible. Yeah, no, McDonald's, is there anything He's th-
2: better than me and his hair <laughs> smells like
0: cinnamon? <laughs> Is there anything better than fresh McDonald's fries? Yum! Pretty good. Terms of like junk food. Burger King. Oh, so good. Hey, oh, by the way, we would take a sponsorship
2: from any of those people. So more than welcome. Yes, please bring it on. (laughs)
0: Shocking news: Duke loses by sixteen at home to Miami. You're wondering why are we talking about Duke losing by sixteen to Miami? Well, it ends the nation's longest home winning streak at forty-one games. There's a new leader in the clubhouse. Gonzaga at thirty-four games in a row in Spokane in the kennel.
2: BYU used to have this number back in the like 06-08 era,
0: and before that in oh three, it was like sixty-three games yeah. or something ridiculous yeah. it like used that.
2: Used to be awesome. BYU still wins a lot of games there, but they lose a couple every now and then. They're playing tougher games in the. Uh, I think they're playing some better opponents uh, each
0: year. In the true region. statement, yeah. I mean, last year you got Iowa State. This that was year it. Playing ball. Gonzaga, Utah, Stanford, UMass. Yeah, you played some Those good, are good games. Yeah, the conversation alive and well on Twitter, twenty four seven. Use the hashtag byusn and be a part of BYU Sports Nation.
2: How sustainable is BYU's four guard lineup? Use the hashtag byusn at Cougar underscore Nate. If the guards are on, they're fine. But if they're not, trouble. BYU needs to get Rexosaurus Rex back on the
0: court. Nate will join us in 15 minutes, and we'll ask him that very question. When will BYU's best offensive rebounder get back on the court? A guy who creates more opportunities for the shooters to get those three pointers and easy buckets. Here are your BYU Sports Nation headlines. What else we're talking about today? Frank, Frank Wintrick, according to MeanGreenBlog.com. Mean hey, okay, where we go? That's where all I get my our, North Texas yes.
2: football news. I always go there. It's a tremendous blog.
0: Report there that he will become the new strength and conditioning coach at BYU.
2: Replacing the retired Jay Omer. He was, he was at Utah State for a couple of years, I believe when Kelly Papinga was there. So they may have a relationship. So that's, they hired that guy, it appears. Now that's according to this blog. BYU has not announced this yet. Um, ex- expected to be announced soon at some point, next couple of days. But that's that's good. Get this guy in here so he can beef up BYU. Injury prevention, get him strong, fast, all that for the season. He has some interesting techniques, which I watched an
0: interview with him. I'm excited about this hire. Now, speaking of injuries, BYU senior guard on the basketball team, Anson Winder, had an MRI a few days ago to assess a knee injury, not the same knee bruise or deep bone bruise that he had.
2: Same knee, but different injury.
0: Yeah, an LMU player apparently fell on him, so his status for the upcoming road trip I guess to be determined at this point,
2: okay, the good news is he had the MRI we don't know the uh, status of the MRI unfortunately, but it's it's not anything torn or broken or uh, like that because that probably would have been said in that moment, so uh you would think you would think a minor knee injury, but hopefully. Not anything big because if BYU loses Anson Winder, that would be big. That would be big news.
0: Yeah, we'll get our BYU basketball all access again with Nate Austin, who is still sitting out with a torn right hamstring. In about 15 minutes, rise and shout, my friends! It's time for what's trending.
1: What's trending in BYU Sports Nation?
0: Topic one: the current state of BYU basketball. 14 wins, five losses, four and two record in conference. 12 games left in the regular season. BYU seemingly in good shape. But there has been this kind of emotion that has come out of practice, and I'm talking specifically about yesterday and some other conversations that I've had, that there is a legitimate concern on the BYU team about the sustainability of the current four-guard lineup that they are starting and using heavily over the last five games. Hey, this is, it's been good when they shot well, which was just noted in our you know, in our Twitter conversation, but how long can you keep it going? Let's look at the good and bad of this. Okay, the four guard lineup creates a wide open space on the floor. It's it, it's it can get up and down. It's fun style.
2: It caters to BYU style, which is to get up and down to run. You have a ton of possessions. BYU great in transition. Can get at the rim a little tougher in the half court. Uh, and BYU leads the country in scoring at eighty six point seven. You know, it's number two, by the way. Incarnate Word! <laughs> if there's any team to be second to, it is Incarnate Word. <laughs> BYU's number one. So those are the good things, and, and those are really, really good things. You're leading the nation in scoring despite not having a post presence? I'm still trying to figure out how that's possible.
0: 86.7 points per game, which I think is like a point and a half more than Incarnate Word, which is a considerable they play, margin.
2: They play a solid game, okay, so that fighting is Fighting Incarnate Word. Great!
0: Your four-guard lineup with how things have gone this year is still continuing to lead the nation in scoring. Now for the not-so-great. If you haven't figured out by now, the West Coast Conference is not exactly the most tightly officiated conference in the land. Wait, what do you mean? You can consult with the Rose family behind the BYU bench <laughs> if you'd like a more substantial <laughs> opinion on that matter. <laughs> now, If a team wants to play BYU's four-guard lineup physically in the West Coast Conference, which is happening, the Cougars are at a disadvantage. We've seen this time and time again, and not just this year, but over a number of years that they've been in the West Coast Conference.
2: With the officiating? Yes. Yeah, Uh, yeah, it's a struggle sometimes. But guess what? If you make shots, the officials don't prevent you from doing so. I mean, there's a lot of controllable elements there. Yes, is it annoying? Do the WCC refs get paid less than the Mountain West Conference refs? I believe that's the case. So you're not going to get as quality a ref. But it's the conference BYU plays in. Let's just
0: deal with it. Teams, the scouting report against BYU... I guarantee you, as teams are saying if you can force them to play a half court offense, you have a great shot to beat them. Okay, it's tough to get back. I wouldn't back say great BYU. shot.
2: You just have more of a chance,
0: like Pepperdine. Okay, a better
2: shot to Pepperdine. Beat them. There were so Pepperdine is not uh, the formula or the way to beat BYU. BYU did not play a great game. Didn't shoot well. Did, did the uh, fact that BYU didn't attack the rim a ton in the first half and didn't have post players to draw fouls affect that? Yes. If BYU shoots more free throws in that game, BYU wins the game. So, if BYU makes a couple more threes and shoots shoot 23%, they're in the game. Officiating's like number 12 on my list of reasons BYU lost that game. They're controllable elements. Really? Number BYU.
0: 12 for that specific game?
2: Guess what? BYU scored 61 points. Did the refs stop them from scoring 25 points?
0: No. BYU Maybe BYU did by, they didn't call a foul until there was 17 or until 17 and a half minutes into the game.
2: Yes. Can BYU control that? Can they control that? You're right. They can't control that. But yes, they can control it. By getting to the rim more. They were going to the rim, though. No, That's then what I'm saying. Then go more. Then go more. You can't, don't worry about what you can't control, which is whether the refs call that or not. You can control the situation where, okay, this is, this is silly and this is a foul and it's four minutes in. You don't or think six minutes every in.
0: team's going to look at that game film and be like, okay, how did Pepperdine beat BYU? They were physical with them, and the West Coast Conference. Yeah, there are officials elements of that. I'm not allow saying allow like, more of that.
2: You think BYU is going to play that same exact way against several other teams or something? No, no, that's not going to. Well, happen.
0: BYU plays one way, right? Right now, and it's get up and down. So if a team can get back, and there are play many defense. elements
2: to that way. I'm saying there, they're like there's several things that you have to do the same way. That's not going to happen. It's it is a challenge, and that's that's the sustainability of a four guard lineup. I think is strong still. I think that Pepperdine uh, played uh, a uh, really good game. I think the refs were what they were, and I think BYU played a poor game. All those things combined for a weird night in Provo and BYU lost. I don't see that happening more than uh, against a non-Gonzaga more than two other times.
0: What else Maybe can wh- BYU do in a half-court offense besides try and get to the rim? What else can they do? That's the concern.
2: Get uh, space the floor a little better. Right now it's five guys on the three-point line. Uh, trying to open lanes towards the basket. You're trying to get at the rim or open threes. That's basically BYU's offense right now. Tyler Hawes is taking mid-range jumpers. Kind of the only guy. You're, we're talking half-court offense. Post up Kyle Collinsworth. That's what Dave Rose said after uh, practice yesterday. I like that idea. Post up Tyler Hawes. At least for spacing purposes. Sure. BYU's offense used to be dump it into the post to Brandon Davies or Noah Hartsock or Brandon Davis or Noah Hartstock, <laughs> and then they and then cut around the wings. They'd pass it around, get open looks, and do that. Jimmer Fredette's year, it was Jimmer uh, dribbles and shoots. Dribber, Jimmer dribbles and drives and shoots, or something. It was a lot of that.
0: Teams are trying to stop BYU's... I felt like I talked
2: for like eight minutes. Yeah, it's I'm okay. I'm sorry.
0: It's okay. Yeah, you were on a roll, man. Here, I'll, d- I'll just sit back. Teams are trying to stop BYU's half-court penetration. Dave Rose talked about that specifically as well yesterday after
3: practice. And we've always penetrated the ball into the post with the pass and then we could kick it out. We've penetrated the ball with our guards. Um, I, I think teams are doing a pretty good job of of trying to, to stop that in a, in a half-court set. Uh, in transition, it's really, uh, those are opportunities for us because things are a little bit more spread out. And so that's one of the real you know reasons that we really try to push that because I, I think in the initial 10 seconds of that shot clock, Transition, we get better looks, cleaner looks.
0: The lack of a big man presence is a real thing if your transition offense gets shut down. And as you yeah. mentioned, Jerem, Dave Rose has a remedy for that, hoping 6'6 six, six point, guard, point guard Kyle Collinsworth can fill a void by purposely getting him more post touches. He's got great post moves. Reference just about any game where Kyle has taken a touch in the post. Like this is has finesse in the post.
2: This is assuming that he is uh, has a mismatch. If he's on a small forward, I'm not sure you post up Kyle. Con- you might just to space the floor. I like his moves, but if Mark Tollison of San Francisco is guarding him, no. You know, if a six eight guy is guarding him, depends who the six eight guy is. Generally All about matchups, and and it's about man to man. If if the other team's in a zone. It's tough to zone BYU because they shoot the three well. But but you have to mix it up. You don't just exclusively zone. It depends on the game, too. BYU has to shoot the three decently to win in games. They do. Against LMU, they stopped shooting the three well, and LMU got back to the game.
0: Fact, BYU does need to shoot the three well to hope to win games. But here's the other fact. BYU needs more of a post-offensive Presence, and that brings us to our stat of the day. It's
1: the BYU Sports Nation
0: stat of the day: five point
2: four. BYU's post players average five point four points per game the last five games, which is the Anson Winder starting era. Era seems too strong a word, but it's the four guard lineup uh, dispensation. That's is a, that the right a, word on BYU? That's BYU-TV? a
0: combined. A combined. points.
2: Okay, let's look at the season, by the way. 17% of points come from post players for the season. That seems high, right? 15 points a game average. That's down to 5.4 the last five games. You look at, uh, which is 6.4 points per game the last five. You look at last season. Eric Mika averaged 11.8 points per game, right? What percentage of points came from the post last season? 21.5. To BYU's season average to last year? That's only a drop of 4.1%. 4% difference from last year to this year?
0: Overall, right Overall. now, the drastic contrast has just been the last now you look five games. The last games. five games,
2: and there's, what, 15%, 16%. percent to are basically getting nothing from the post. What's a,
0: okay, they're, they're the leading scoring team BYU. in the country. And over the last five games, their big men are combining. For five points. For five
2: points. Against LMU, they had zero points from a post player. I don't count oh. Dalton Nixon as a post player, by the way. I count him as a, a wing. I'm how? talking Isaac Nielsen, Luke Worthington, Josh Sharp, Corbin Cafusi, Nate Austin in that category.
0: Dalton Nixon, technically. I don't include Dalton okay. Nixon in
2: that. I, okay. He's a face-up guy to me.
0: So, somehow, BYU is leading the country in scoring, averaging 5.4 points per game over the last five games with big men. How? Well, you have a guy named Tyler Haas who, oh, by the way, was just announced as the Wooden Award Midseason Top 25 Candidate, and that is breaking news on BYU Sports Nation. Tyler Hawes among the Wooden Award top 25 candidates at midseason. They
2: start with 50, so now it's down to 25, so that's good.
0: Fourth leading scorer in the country right now. That certainly helps your team when, you know, 86.7 points per game. Tyler's giving you about 25% of that, more than 25% of that. Hey, BYU's post players... Who's going to do it, though? That's the question. If it's not Kyle Collinsworth... No post players are going to
2: do it. I'm telling you. It doesn't all of a sudden magically, like Corbin Kafusi has a drop step jump hook all of a sudden. BYU, like, there may be some experimental situations with certain opponents on the road. Like if tomorrow, if BYU can get up by 20 in the second half, they may dump it into the post and be like, Isaac Nielsen, do something. Isaac Nielsen had a great post move the other day, but I hate like, oh, he had this one move the other day in a game. Consistency. It's, it's not exactly there for BYU. So, you have Dave Rose saying things like, let's post up Kyle Collinsworth. That's where you're at. That's fine. I don't post think up Tyler Hawes. That's fine because next year, Jamal Aitze was supposed to be this guy, by the way. He was supposed to be the space post scorer, the guy. He got hurt. It changed the plan. Dave Rose said Thursday night, this is uh, something like this is the fourth or fifth version of this team.
0: Yeah, and that's been the They've, biggest challenge. They
2: make changes, change, change. For change. sure.
0: Yeah. That Dave Rose. That's what happens in a season. How sustainable is BYU's four guard lineup? Let's go to some of your responses on Twitter.
1: It's Twitter time.
0: At CLT underscore BYU football. If Big Russia five, Kyle Collinsworth, is brought more into the inside, it is sustainable. Hope Anson Winder gets better soon. Amen to that. Anson averaging over 14 points a game. Second-leading scorer. And that is certainly something we're going to be watching for as BYU heads to Pacific and St. Mary's is that purposeful effort to get their big guards more post-touches.
2: And, and I'm telling you, it's at least to space the floor. You don't even have to score per se, although that would be, that's ideal. That's optimum. Just to space the floor for BYU shooters because if BYU has its, four, its starting lineup on the floor, you have uh, three guys that can shoot the three well.
0: At low pointers, Hawes will get his 20. Winder and Fisher will chip in some, but Kyle will need to approach a triple-double every night. Sorry,
2: that's way too much. A triple-double every
0: night? That's no, askable. too much. 10-5-5 five, five five would be fun. Absolutely. Coming up, Nate Austin joins us in studio. How close is the BYU big man to getting back on the court? Find out next on BYU Sports Nation. Rex
2: story Rex. <music>
0: BYU Sports Nation presented by the BYU Store, your home for authentic BYU products, simulcast on BYU Radio and on BYU TV. Follow us on Twitter at BYU Sports Nation, and you, my friends, can join us by using the hashtag BYUSN.
2: Ain't no party like a BYU party. Said no one ever. BYU Basketball against Pacific, Thursday night, 11 p.m. Eastern. You can listen to it right here on BYU Radio. It will also be on ESPNU. For those wondering, there will be commentators, I believe, in the arena that night.
0: Joining us now on <laughs> BYU Sports Nation. Nation. I'm just going to skip right <laughs> over that one, baby. I mean, no, the public, informa- uh, public service <laughs> announcement, PSA. There will be announcers yeah. in the actual arena.
2: I'm not making fun of anything that happened. I'm saying there will be. That's Fair enough.
0: Joining us now, a man who has delivered one of our most prized objects on the BYU Sports Nation set. It is this big honking shoe. A size is that a size fifteen, Nate Austin? Uh, fourteen or fifteen. Size fourteen or fifteen, Nate Austin, nice. center slash forward for the BYU basketball team. Nate, welcome back to BYU Sports Nation.
4: Thank you. It's good to be back.
0: Do we have a backstory behind this shoe? Because you kind of just brought it in. You threw your jersey at me. You dropped the shoe off, and then you walked.
2: Yeah, right in Spencer's face. It was well placed.
4: Yeah. Uh, um, no, I, I wore it my sophomore year. Um, I did some good things my sophomore year in that, in that shoe. <laughs> And then I stuck it in my locker in the Smithfield house. Actually, after a summer workout, left it there for about a year and a half. Um, <laughs> and then I decided that you know the set needed some something special, and so I decided to you know pick out my oldest, dirtiest, grossest shoe for you guys.
2: Well, it's not the uh, firstlings of the flocks, but we appreciate it. Um, are you
0: like what? I said, a prized <laughs> possession?
2: <laughs> right, uh, how are you feeling right now? What's going on with your uh, hamster?
0: Uh, I feel pretty good
4: uh it's been a it's been a you know long slow process a lot longer and slower than you know, maybe I, I anticipated maybe I was a little you know over um you know optimistic but um it's it, it feels good it's it's getting stronger and stronger uh you know i i have been running um jumping stuff like that so I'm, you know, I'm i was hoping to maybe play this week, but uh I'm not traveling so I guess that's not the case uh, no so, yeah you know, this week I'm just gonna keep you know keep rehabbing keep you know, getting it stronger than i'm hoping to Get back to practice, you know, on Monday, and then you know, play hopefully against San Diego a little bit.
0: Okay, so there is no chance you will be able to play against Brad Waldo and his mouth guard on Saturday against St. Mary's.
4: Yeah, um, yeah. talk with the coaches and you know the, the, the training staff, and uh, I'm not going to travel you know that way. I can you know focus on you know rehabbing and making sure it's 100 you know by the time I do play.
2: What's that rehab pro- process like right now for you? Uh,
4: well, like, like as far as like what I'm doing, um, like yeah. I. A couple of weeks ago, I started. You know, I was in the pool. I was on the bike. Um, just doing, you know, workouts of you know, twenty, thirty minutes of you know, like twenty minutes in the pool. You know, twenty minutes on the bike. You know, um, I have some. Some, some 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 glute strengthening uh, exercises to help, you know, strengthen the glutes, kind of take some of the pressure off. Those are
2: Spencer's favorite. Those are the best.
4: They're actually, they're, they're actually not very fun, but, you know, <laughs> it, takes, it, it, it takes some of the pressure off the hamstring, takes some, some pressure off the back. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, this week I've started into, you know, on the court running, uh, mixing with, you know, bike stuff, and I'm, I'm going I'm to use, like, the Alter-G, the, you know, the, the machine that kind of takes off. Like, it takes, the, like, the weight off um, you know, off your legs and stuff like that. And so mm-hmm. it's it's, 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 that, it's that treadmill that kind of, t- you know, takes the weight off and so I'll, I'll do that to kind of you know how to get back in the con- in condition without, you know, having all the weight on my, on my body.
0: Yeah. Okay, this is kind of a <clears throat> fluke injury, something that obviously uh you can't just repair overnight and it, and it takes time and there's there's not like uh a quick fix surgery for it. So what do you do, what do you do while you're out? How do you stay uh in the game and uh, and able to stay I guess invested in, in what's happening and make yourself better while you have to sit on the bench and watch your teammates play.
4: Yeah, it's, it's been tough. It's, it's kind of a, a weird experience for me. I, I've never really had like an in-season injury. Um, I mean, I've had a lot of injuries, but you always know, had the surgeries in the, in the off-season, so it's been weird for me. But um, I, I mean, I knew for me that you know I, I was coming back eventually, and um, and, so, and so I I, just, I stayed locked in. I stayed you know invested in the team, and you know, I was you know. Been to every practice, been to you know every game that you know I've been invited to. You no. Know, um,
2: <laughs> Who's coaching more, you or Noah Hartsock right now? Uh,
4: oh, definitely me. I, I'm not even sure Noah does. No. <laughs> oh,
2: <laughs> Shots fired. No, keeps no, the fouls or something, you know. No,
4: no, does, no. On the bench, Noah does a lot of um, you know stats and things like that it keeps, yeah. the, you know, c- kinda keeps the kind of keeps the coaches sane uh, by the things he gives them and the things he helps them out with. So, no, Noah no does a big job. I just like to give Noah crap a little, a little bit.
0: I see on the bench uh, during games. I, I, at least two or three tweets per game. Like I love Nate Austin getting off the bench and, and pumping up the crowd and cheering on his team. Like, is that just something that's in you, or do you do you take it upon yourself because you can't play to go out and be be more visual that way?
4: Um, I mean, it's something that I mean you know, I like to do. I mean, I've also done it for you know a while you know whether I'm playing or not playing. You know, I like to you know get the crowd into it. I mean, it, I mean I'm just a, you know on the bench I'm just a, you know a big fan. You know, I got a front row seat, and so I'm gonna you know I'm gonna use my you know my seat to you know get the fans into it and you know, get the guys into it, and so no, I mean it's it's something that I just, you know I like to do. I you know, I I mean mostly a big basketball fan, so I like to you know I, I get into the game, and it's just it's just another way to you know help me kind of you know stay involved.
2: A fan on scholarship, uh, exactly, is I accept a tremendous, <laughs> yeah. Thing. yeah, awesome. Let's rewind to that moment where you tear your hamstring. That's one of the weirdest things I've ever seen. You're about to tip against Utah. And then all of a sudden, it happened. Walk us through what happened.
4: Yeah, so, I mean, my back that week had been a little tight, but it's been, you know, been tight you know, basically all year. And so, I mean, I, I didn't think anything of it. I thought it was fine. And, I you know, I stretched my hamstring probably, you know, two or three times, you know, you know prior to that, you know, with you know, with, you know, Bob stretched me, it felt good. I did a little band thing, it felt good. And so, hamstring felt good. I just, I mean, before every tip, I would just kind of stretch my hamstring like one last time and... I went over to, you know, just kind of stretch it to the right and it just, it, like, right before the tip, you know, I was, I was on the jump circle, like, you know, I, I mean, Luke was there and it just it just popped and gave out and I, it, it gave out and, you know, and I was like, it, it felt weird, I was like, what was that? And I took a step and I gave out again I'm like, this is not good. Oh. Um, and so, Coach Pope looks at me and he's like, are you good? And I was like, no, I'm not. And he's like, okay. And I was like, Okay, like I was like, dude, like get me out of here, man! Like I can't walk, and I was like, you know, trying to talk to the refs, and they're like, you know, we're, we got to start the game.
2: They tipped the ball, and you played part of a possession.
4: Right? Well, I almost got the rebound. My my fingertips touched the ball on the missed shot, but I, I couldn't jump to to grab the ball. Luckily, they didn't score. So I mean, I was you know we were you know I guess one and on that possession. Yeah, I mean they didn't score, and so it was, a, it was a good stop for us.
2: Yeah, and then and then all of a sudden you're out and. When do you, When did you learn it was a tear, and how long you'd roughly be? out?
4: Well, yeah. Even when I came out, they, they thought you know, maybe it's just a, a cramp, maybe it's just you know, you know, just really tight, or maybe you know. And so they, I mean, I, I was on the bike trying to get it loose and things like that. I was kind of running up and down. And
2: You're biking you, through a torn hamstring.
4: Right. And so, and it, I mean, it obviously didn't get much better. And so, this, you know, next day we had you know, a little MRI and ultrasound, and they were able to see the tear on there. And um, so yeah.
0: Nate Austin, BYU Senior Forward Center, joining us on BYU Sports Nation, uh, hoping to return to play by the San Diego game on January 24th, uh, is suffering from a torn right hamstring. Okay, Nate, your coaches have done a nice job adjusting uh, the offense this year. The four-guard lineup has become uh, kind of their their go-to lineup, but there's this concern that it might not be sustainable and that there needs to be more of a post-presence. What do you see from BYU basketball moving forward in terms of the four guard rotation, or perhaps implementing more post play?
4: You know, I think I think you know the post definitely needs to step up. You know, that's that's me included. I think we all need to do a little better job of. you know, finding you know areas where we can score. You know, I think a big way we obviously can score is on offensive rebounds. I mean, that's that's not necessarily you know a post cast, but it you know keeps the you know it's a you know it's an inside touch. You know, I mean, it's a good way to you know you know get it inside out for a three. Or you know, I think I think you know offensive rebounds would be a huge way. I think you know I think we can really improve on you know in that area. You know, I mean, our guards shoot a lot of threes. I mean, you know, there's a lot of a lot of rebounds, you know, on misses, and things like that, and so I think just you know, you know, scoring on offense, rebounds is a is a big key. I think something else you know you'll see is I think, you know, I think we're going to start you know posting up the guards a little bit more. I mean, just you know, obviously I think you know, I Coach Rose mentioned on the show yesterday that you know we're going to try posting up Kyle a little bit more. Yeah like that, and and so I think I think the coaches are trying to you know get a little bit you know a little more you know variety in the offense. You know we you know we shoot a lot, we you know we we drive a lot, but we don't get a lot of just you know just pure you know post up catches. And so I think you know I think guys like Luke and Corbin get you know a few more a few more catches as well as like Ty and you know maybe you know Kyle and maybe like Ants or something like that.
2: Just for spacing, let alone if you actually score, it's it's would mix it up that way. And it's amazing that. BYU is the number one scoring team in the country, despite the lack of, you know, post scoring that way. What, in your opinion, what's the role of the post players on this team this year?
4: Well, I think it's been it's it's kind of difficult to to explain because I think you mean a guy like Corbin. I don't think I mean like coming in. I mean, he thought his his role is kind of be you know you take up minutes. You maybe you know get some rebounds. You know, you know get a dunk or two. But you know, I mean, obviously, as you know, I got hurt and you know you know I mean. You know, sometimes Lucas has in foul trouble, things like that. I mean, I mean, his role is kind of you know, you know, has grown you know throughout the year, and um I I think right now you know the the big guys' role is you know, I mean, number one is defensively, like I mean, don't let like don't let like your guy take over the game, like like make sure that you know you're like you're being you know, sound you know defensively with it, you know, with the principles and things like that. Um And I think you know, number two is you know to you know to you know to to box down, you know, grab rebounds defensively. And then I think number three is just, you know, you know, score, uh, you know, the available times, you know, you get the ball, you know, it's a, you know, it's a role of, you know, imbalance play, things like that, you know, you know, I mean, a lot of times it's just an easy layup, you know, we got to, we got to score those buckets.
0: Talking with Nate Austin, senior forward center on the BYU basketball team. Nate, let's be realistic and honest. You're the best offensive rebounder on this BYU team. You're one of the best offensive rebounders in the history of BYU basketball. Uh when you're not on the floor, who who are the guys that you feel like can do enough to step in and fill that gap? Because it there has been some fall off, understandably.
4: Yeah, I mean, I, I have confidence in all our guys. I mean, I mean, if you if you come watch our practices, I mean, obviously you know, there's guys. I mean, I mean guys like Dalton, you know, Luke, Corbin, Josh. I mean, there's a lot of you know, a lot of guys who you know go in and get rebounds and things like that. And so I mean, I have confidence in all of them. I mean, um, sometimes it's you know just a matter of you know, tr- you know translating that to the game or. I mean, you know, games are weird things because, like, you know, sometimes you get frustrated on defensive end, so it's it's hard to, you know, or you know, perhaps on defense you get a foul, and so you like you don't go as much on the offensive end because you don't want to you pick up another foul and you know, you sit the rest of half. Or I mean, there's a lot of things that go on, but um obviously, I think you know, you know, Kyle's been you know a big factor in rebounding this year. I mean, he's definitely stepped up his game, and um you know, he's you know averaging you know almost like you know ten, twelve, 12 boards a game some type of now. Yeah, it's wild. It's awesome. I mean, I'm I'm happy for him, I mean. You know, perhaps he's averaging those numbers because you know he's. You know, I'm not there to steal his rebounds. But. <laughs>
2: that certainly plays a role, I think. Yeah. Uh, Tyler Hawes yesterday after practice talked about, you know, maybe he shouldn't have lost his cool the last couple games or whatever. I thought it was great. I think you need fire. Uh, t- you went to high school with Tyler. T- give us an idea of, like, is that who he really is in games, and he suppresses it, or was that weird and it came out?
4: Well, I think. Um... A guy like Ty, he, I mean, obviously he's been the you know the best player ever since, you know, fourth, fifth grade. I mean, I mean he's always been the best player, you know, walking in the gym and things like that. Um And I think, you know, growing, like, I mean, especially like in junior high, high school, he, I mean, like guys like, you know, like, like started to kind of, you know, you know Come at him more and more. Like, like in high school, like there was there's games. You know, like you know, we walk into the gym and, and, and teams like, knew like, like, they had no one on the team that could guard him, and so they'd kind of you know send one or two guys to kind of you know, give him a little cheap shot. You know, maybe you know like on a layup kind of you know, like take his legs out things like that. And so like, I, I think I think ties. Has just grown to to realize that teams are kind you know are you know a little cheaper with him you know going to you know kind of you kind of rough him up a little bit and so I think when he when he gets you know a hard foul I think his natural instinct now is just to I mean I mean I mean from high school from you know maybe his freshman year I mean the the whole like TCU incident the guy like kind of jabbing him in the eye things like that yeah I remember I mean I mean there's a lot of hard fouls you know things like things like that that he's taken and so I think he's just I think now he just he just kind of you know almost programmed to kind of you know react like that because he's he's so used to guys just you know Felling him hard, kind of taking him out,
2: including referees with jump balls, right?
4: Yeah, I mean, he he definitely won that battle. I was I was <laughs> impressed. I mean, he, I mean that. I, mean, I, I think anybody else would have got a technical foul in that, you know, in that situation. It's true, but, but Ty's no, but you know, the, the referee knew that Ty had you know had legit you know, whooped his butt yeah. in that in that little battle.
0: One, why in the heck is the referee in there trying to rip the ball away from <laughs> so him? So weird and awesome at the same time. <laughs> and two, what are they reviewing after that? Yeah, yeah. I don't know. That was awesome. Hey, Nate, great to talk to you. Uh, before you go. Um, if you want to give a shout out to your roommate Christian Stewart, the BYU quarterback, we, we will allow you to do so. I know you've been uh, one of his biggest supporters, and uh, he had a great season, threw as many touchdown passes as Jameis Winston.
2: He's coming in Friday, so is there anything you want us to ask him too?
4: Ooh, man, I wish I had some. Give him some dirt. Yeah, no, yeah, I'm, I'm happy for Christian. He had a, you know, a great year, as you know, the, a tough situation that he stepped into. And I think he did a great job. He, you know, he loved that team. I mean, even after, I mean, he stepped in. You know, he played well, and there were some injuries on the defense. And, they had, you know, four straight losses. And he rallied the guys, and he, you know, eleven to, you know, four straight wins. And, um, you know, tough bowl game loss, but I'm, I'm really proud of Christian and the things that he did. And, um, you know, hopefully he has a. Got a good career in investment, investment baking now.
0: <laughs> He's gonna crush it in that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. If you can think of any dirt that you want us to bring up with him <laughs> on the show on Friday, you just tweet at him. Just, just ask him about, ask, ask him about his
4: love life. I'm I won't, I won't say anything else, but ask him about his love life.
0: Okay. Okay. Fair I see enough. like bike rides on the beach right now you <laughs> know, on Instagram <laughs> and stuff. Nate, great to have you in the studio, man.
4: Thank you. It's always good to be here.
0: No Nate Austin and a questionable Anson Winder. What does this mean for BYU this weekend? At Pacific on Thursday and at St. Mary's on Saturday in what is looking to be a ginormous game for BYU's yeah. tournament resume. We'll discuss that next on BYU Sports Nation. Brad Waldo, what up? And now,
1: back to more BYU Sports Nation.
0: Spencer Linton and Jerem Jordan in Radio Vision live on BYU Radio and BYU TV. Download the show podcast on iTunes. Or at BYU com. It's one of the
2: most downloaded BYU broadcasting sports podcasts out there. Women's Hoops is playing Pacific Thursday night, 9 p.m. Eastern on BYU TV and BYU Radio. Spencer Linton on the call. Don't miss it. Mackenzie Morrison, last game, seven of seven from three. Can she do it again? Probably not, but should be exciting. Thursday night. <laughs> <laughs> it was a
0: BYU record, you know, so if she does it again, then that that really would be something. Let's refresh today's BYU Sports Nation headlines. Frank Winterick is the new strength and conditioning coach at BYU, according to meangreenblog.com. That is North Texas, where he is leaving to now come to Provo. Uh, We think that he crossed paths with Kelly Papinga at Utah State in Logan for a couple of years. He was at Utah
2: State for a couple of years. We think it was the same time that Kelly Papinga was there. But, hey, it seems like a great hire known for some uh, out-of-the-box thinking, younger guy, uh, innovative. All those words sound great.
0: How sustainable is BYU's four-guard basketball lineup? Well, that's the question we've been talking about a lot, and we want your opinion on that using the hashtag BYUS And Continue to send in your tweets. Oh, by the way, Tyler Haas has been named to the Wooden Award midseason top 25. It starts with 50. He's made the cut for the top 25, averaging 22.1 points per game, fourth best in the country.
2: That's very good. Hashtag analysis.
0: Nate Austin <laughs> Told us he will not play this weekend for BYU against Pacific or St. Mary's. He's not traveling. He's hoping to play against San Diego a week from Saturday. And Anson Winder questionable against Pacific after having an MRI on his knee earlier this week for a different injury than the original bone bruise that was talked about.
2: And that's a big question, Mark. We don't know whether he's going to play or not. He could travel. He could play, whatever, and maybe be fine. But we don't know. The dude has an MRI. Something's up. And we don't know
0: what it is. And apparently an LMU player fell on him and uh, caused him some, you know, serious discomfort. So what But he didn't
2: come out of the game and go no, to the he still room. We didn't even notice this.
0: So that's the interesting part is is do they feel like they need to rest him against Pacific, which is one of the you lower teams You lost their last teams? year. That is true. That's a great point. But there's some concern that's a on great my, point.
2: You somehow won at you won at St. Mary's but lost at Pacific last year. It's a weird deal. It's a weird By the way, uh yeah, that's that's a game. Obviously, you can't lose at Pacific. I, if there's a game BYU loses again in the WCC to a non-Gonzaga, St. Mary's obviously the biggest candidate. But BYU right now needs that as a good win.
0: Yeah, Pacific is 200. I, can't, I haven't looked at the RPI is today. But they, really
2: bad in the They're RPI. somewhere
0: around 225. Like, it's... It is not good. And pe- people say, well, what about Pepperdine? Pepperdine's up to 162. So all of a sudden. No,
2: it's a bad loss. There's no question. But Pepperdine's competing in the WCC. It's early, but they're competing. They might be this year's San Francisco from last year. Remember, San Francisco tied BYU for second last year.
0: Yeah, San Francisco's a good team. Is, is Pepperdine that team? I, I don't know. And will Anson Winder play against Pacific and St. Mary's? I don't know. I hope. And so does Dave Rose, who said this about Anson yesterday.
3: But what he means to this team is it's, it's indescribable, actually, because he has so many roles, and he can play them all so well. And he can do that because of the experience that he has. He he knows not only the positions that he plays, but he knows the uh, the urgency of the game, the urgency of possessions, the emotion of a long season, the emotion of a short you know the last three or four minutes of a game. I mean, he is prepared for all that, and uh, that's what makes him so valuable. Watson Winder is scoring
0: over 14 points a game. He's only Scored in single figures three games this year.
2: Wow, that's amazing. He's a big part of this offense. Number two scorer. so uh, hopefully Anson is okay and can play against Pacific.
0: Now, I use the word amazing because he averaged what six points a game last year. Anson Winder is amazing. <laughs> he has been. He he's been what's, what's a TJ a to? critical player for BYU. Okay, so with Anson out, BYU—if he were out, I should say. BYU has one yeah, less yeah, wait a minute. three point threat. People are like what? No, we. <laughs> I'm hoping. I'm hoping he plays, and he's a big part of why BYU is 14 and five. We've been talking about the number 25. If BYU can win 25 games, they've got 12 regular season games left. At least one conference tournament game guaranteed. Okay, so they will play 13 more games. If they can win 11 of those, listen to this. According to TeamRankings.com, so 11 and two. Or at
2: least 11 of the next 13. You could play up to 15.
0: Yes. Okay.
2: To go to the WCC If they have
0: 25 wins, they have a 93.1% chance of getting into the NCAA tournament. That is why 25 is the magic number.
2: Wow. That's interesting. Uh, TeamRankings.com is where this this information is coming from. And it's it's weird because you go down to 24 wins and TeamRankings.com says 70% chance. Of making the NCAA tournament. So there's a drop-off. This tweet just in, by the way. Ralph Haas. This is uh Tyler's grandpa, Marty's dad. Look for a few new sets this week in our four-guard offense. Should be fun. Hmm. I'm assuming he's referring to post touches and the variations around that. Yeah. That's my guess.
0: Expect to see Kyle and Tyler get some get some touches in the post. Both those guys can score down there. Uh Getting back to the 25 wins, however. At RJ Haas, by the way. Nice. 26 wins, 99% chance of making the tournament.
2: Dude, 25, the number that you put up a long time ago, 25, and you said in the regular season, which is going to be tough uh, Tough now. You have yep. to go, what, 11-1? 11-1. Um, yeah, that's going to be tough. Your only loss at Gonzaga, essentially. Which I still think BYU can pull that off. I think BYU can win both this week. At St. Mary's is going to be a challenge. How does BYU defend Brad Waldo? But if you can get to 25 wins, 93%, 26 wins, 99%, 24%, 70% is still good. Oh, Pepperdine, we're going to the NIT. Like, really? Knee jerk? Just calm down. There's a lot of hoops to play. <laughs> did you just call somebody a knee-jerk? You knee-jerk.
0: <laughs> You're such a knee-jerk. Like what you it did. It totally like, is a knee-jerk reaction, which is why we went hard after that <laughs> on Friday's show. It's because look, it's it's one. Loss. It's one bad loss. It was
2: terrible, but it's not the end of the season. And it affected
0: the team, but BYU still has a great shot to get to that magic number of twenty-five wins, whether it be in the regular season or combined in the West Coast Conference. So you're saying
2: twenty-five, no matter what BYU's in, whenever they get twenty, no matter what.
0: I don't see any. Fathomable reason why you could leave a 25-win BYU team out of the NCAA tournament. That
2: that would be dumb. I'm not like it's not like concrete for me, but it's it's close, like it's hardening, you know. Uh, 24 is probably the number where I go, okay, BYU's got a really good shot if they're at twenty-four. I agree with these seventy you know, percent, you know.
0: How sustainable is BYU's four guard lineup? This in from at Skyhawk ninety-four. The longer we have ah. a four-guard lineup, the more injuries we'll have. Guards can't battle centers for rebounds without getting hurt. In the West Coast Conference, and this goes to what I was saying, the level of play and the things that players get away with, with officials there, is a little bit concerning. Not just a little bit, a lot concerning.
2: That's that's a great point. I don't think there will be injuries, but they can happen like Anthony.
0: What's the chance BYU wins 25 games a season? We'll discuss next. BYU Sports Nation presented by the BYU Store, your home for authentic BYU products. My name is Spencer, his name is Jerem, and he is, as I have mentioned a few times this week, the voice of BYU men's volleyball on BYU TV.
2: I was talking to Steve Vale a little bit yesterday. We are pumped to get back in the Smith Fieldhouse, man. I don't get to hang out with that guy enough. He's awesome.
0: You are the man that was awarded the -the off-the-block best sportscaster of volleyball, I believe, or something like that. (laughs)
2: <laughs> There's a lot of competition in that category. <laughs> Men's volleyball. Who cares you won? <laughs> Two years ago. Men's, uh, who's counting? I am. Men's volleyball plays UCLA Friday and Saturday, uh, 9 p.m. Eastern time in the Smithfield house. It's going to be a lot of fun. New look BYU team uh, split last weekend. Lost to Loyola, the defending champs in Palo Alto. That was fine. Beat Lewis. That was a nice win. Uh, or Lewis. I was waiting for that. I was like, wait, nope, do it right. As the East West All-Stars would say. <laughs> yeah, it'll be fun. Uh, come hang out Friday, Saturday. Not to mention Thursday, Saturday, women's basketball. So we got a lot going on this weekend.
0: How sustainable is BYU Basketball's four-guard lineup? At PWNer 1019 says, So far it's going great, but a low post presence is necessary for a deep tournament quality team. That is a tremendous
2: point by PW one, uh, 1019, one which we have ignored, which is, to me, I'm right here inside my little bubble with BYU, which is just get to the tournament. I don't even care what seat it is. I don't care if it's a playing game. I just want to get back to the NCAA tournament with this team because you've had a couple injuries, because you've had uh, just situations that I look at this team and I go, I'm not sure this is a team that wins a couple of games in the tournament. Maybe they do, but without a post presence. It's really tough in the tourney. Just
0: get there to me. Just get you don't there. Know, You're it's a huge question mark because you live by the three and you die by the three. So, yeah, like, you if, could you shoot like you get, if you shoot like you did against Santa Clara and San Francisco, yeah. like, hello, sweet 16. You've
2: invested in an interesting stock for, the, been, for this postseason.
0: Look, and the thing is, I don't want to come off as critical of the offense because it leads the country in scoring 86.7 yeah. points. It's no, been it's really fun. good. It's fun. The problem is when BYU doesn't hit threes – and they don't get fouls going to the basket to make amends for that, Death. then you're in trouble. Yeah, that's it's, the it's Pepperdine It's really game. tough. That exactly. is the Pepperdine game.
2: Yes. Exactly. So what do you do? Your two strengths, you can't have fail. And that's what happened to against
1: Pepperdine. Nailed
0: it. Yeah. You know what? We've been talking a lot about BYU getting to 25 wins. Let's discuss exact percentages.
1: BYU Sports Nation asks, what's the chance? 100%. <laughs> That we, that, that we discuss? That we discuss. we discuss. And play game. Oh, yes. okay. Exactly. Number one. What's the chance BYU wins 25 games this season?
0: I am going to say 90%. Whoa. BYU wins 25 games this season. I would go higher, but... So they have to win
2: 11 of the next, conceivably 15, at least 13. F-
0: yes. They have to win... I, I really believe BYU has a great shot over this backstretch with the addition of Nate Austin when he gets back to go 10-2 and 2 over their final 12 regular season games. Agree. And win at least one West Coast Conference tournament game, which would give them 25 wins. What percentage did he give it?
2: 90. 89% for me. I agree with those tenets. I think BYU is going to be a good spot and that they'll do it. I do.
0: You went Price is Right mode right there. He's going one under. One
1: right? dollar! <laughs> Actual answer is 88%. <laughs> Number two. What's the chance BYU has a big man score in double figures this season?
0: <laughs> Over the, the remainder of the season? Of the season? <laughs> uh, oh, man. I mean, they're combining. I'll for...
2: go first. I'll go first. You can't go first. 12%. Okay. Maybe maybe Corbin Kafusi and mop-up duty against Santa Clara at home or something. Uh, I just don't really see it. Maybe they give more post touches in a blowout. That's what I'm saying. In that situation. In the regular run of play, double figures is gonna be hard to come by.
0: I will say twelve percent. I will say ten percent. Okay. Look at you. And I'm going with ten because that is a double figure. The tithings worth. Okay. There's a ten percent chance that a BYU has a big man scoring double figures this season. I'm just I mean, I'm just looking looking at the real the reality of it right now.
2: I would love to be shocked.
0: Eric Mika's gone. I miss him so much. Yeah, we do, we do I miss. do miss you there, we do. Elder What's his name? Caesar? He called himself Caesar he called himself when himself he got Caesar. his mission called to Italy. Rome. <laughs> Come yeah. back, Caesar.
2: His girlfriend's in his mission. That's still the weirdest thing ever. Number three.
1: What's the chance Mackenzie Morrison hits three three-point shots in BYU's game versus Pacific?
0: Oh, that's easy. I say 80%. She had seven last game. Morgan Bailey and Lexi Eaton dominate so much of the attention of the opposition, it leaves McKenzie open for threes, and so I think she gets at least at least seven attempts and makes three of those eighty percent.
2: Um, I want to look at what how many she's made the last couple of games. So oh, seven, two, zero, zero, one, zero, zero, one, zero, zero, two, 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 four, two, one, three. I'll go. <clears throat> I'll go fifty percent chance right in the middle because I don't know.
0: Big game against Pacific. <laughs> Jeff Judkins on they're the show yesterday. The conference, right? Yeah, five they're thirteen three overall, five and zero in conference. Uh, if you want to watch the premier West Coast Conference women's basketball matchup, it's uh, if it's not Gonzaga, it's going to be Pacific and BYU for sure.
1: Number four, what's the chance BYU sweeps UCLA in volleyball this weekend? I'm going to let you go mm. first on this one. Mm. Sweeps? Let's go. Voice it's hard in volleyball. to know because
2: UCLA is so young. Thirteen of their sixteen are freshmen or sophomores. They do have one of the best head coaches, if not the best coach in America, John Sparah, who's the Team USA coach. But BYU's won 40 of the last 42 yeah, they they in the Smithfield They lose at home. Taylor Sanders not there. It's a new group team. I have confidence in this group. I'll go I'll go. 68.7% that BYU sweeps both. How'd you come up with the 687 I just thought of it, and then I said it.
0: <laughs> to the, yes, to the 10th percent. I actually. don't know. I have not know. Yeah, 687 <laughs> I'm going to go 68.71 oh. percent. that BYU sweeps UCLA at home this weekend. For sure. 100 percent. 100 percent that they at least split. I don't see any way BYU
1: loses they get to UCLA.. Swept. Yeah, no.
0: yeah. No. they will win at least. It's not one. happening.
1: Number five.: This one's tough. What's the chance? BYU beats Gonzaga at the kennel Ooh. in the final regular WCC game. <laughs> ben, good try
2: on Gonzaga's pronunciation.
1: <laughs> <laughs>
0: You're going to hear about
2: that. I after know the I show. will in the post yeah, show meeting. Yep.
0: Oh, I now I have another meeting I have to go to. Okay. Oh, man. BYU beats. Okay, they have the nation's longest home winning streak at 34 in a row. I hate answering this question. I'm going to go 20%. I think if BYU plays. Oh, that's pretty high to me. 10 games at the kennel with this team and how they shoot the ball they they win at least 2 of those 10. Oh wow. Okay, okay, 20%. I'll
2: go I'll go 15%. I ha- like if B- BYU would have to play a really really good game to win there. That's not a knock on BYU. It's a discussion about how good Gonzaga is. But BYU played him well at home, can BYU play a similar game but get a couple extra buckets at the end? I don't know. That crowd's tough. 15% is not
0: high. If I'm Tyler Hawes, I'm like,
1: "What? No!" <laughs>
0: What's the chance BYU beats Nebraska and Lincoln on September 5th?
1: Countdown to the Cornhuskers.
0: 234. Coming up, a BYU team inside the top 20. And it's not men's volleyball. They are in the top 20, they but it's are not the top, them. But it, we're not talking about them. This is BYU Sports Nation. You are the Ryan Seacrest of BYU team After the break. BYU Sports Nation is presented in parked by DexterLaw.com. Help when you need it most. Future guests include Christian Stewart, Blaine Fowler, Jalen Reyes of BYU Men's Volleyball, Zach Bayrudi, Pacific play-by-play guy, and Sean Olmstead.
2: He's bringing a gift from the Final Four.
0: Today's Rise and Shout brought to you by Dexter and Dexter <coughs> Huck. you host, DexterLaw.com. And it goes to BYU Swim and Dive. They moved up to number 19 in the college swimming.com D1 rankings. Thanks
2: to Nate Austin and everyone on our crew. Follow us on Twitter and Instagram at BYU Sports Nation.
0: How sustainable is BYU's four-guard lineup? Use the hashtag BYUSN to continue that conversation. The show on demand on BYUtv.org slash BYUSN and BYU Sports For Jerem, I am Spencer. Shout out to Jimmy Balderson. Oh, Canada. BYU Sports Nation.